show's Welcome to another episode of Dying Laughing. This is season two, episode one. Uh, I am Oya. And I am Tim. And we are reunited. And it feels so good. <laughs> I, uh, two, two years of the pandemic surely didn't help on my vocal. Man, he did not take singing lessons in that time gone. No, I, I certainly didn't. I, 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 I worked on quite a few other things, but it's obvious vocals was not one of them. No, you hey, sound Sam, beautiful. Man. You sound beautiful, Oli. Don't you worry. Thanks. I, thank you. I, you sound very sarcastic with that. but I've No. So, how you been, man? Well, uh, mostly good. You know, it's been, it's been a hard two years. It's been, there's been a lot that has happened uh, since yes. the last time we talked. You know, but but we're still here. So like, like COVID, like that happened, right? But it it, it didn't get us. We're still here. COVID didn't. Get oh us. no, no, yeah, COVID. Well, COVID didn't get us. That's right. It's, we're, no, no, no. In fact, I like I haven't got COVID. Like, it's weird. Like, I feel like COVID doesn't want me. Yeah, I I think it's probably definitely not attracted to me either. But you know, there's a whole lot of things that happened in in these two years that that didn't get us. And starting off with. What you just said. What COVID. COVID didn't get us. Oh, no. I think I was supposed to say that. COVID didn't get us. <laughs> COVID didn't get us. Right. Didn't get you right. either. Uh, no. Black Lives Matter didn't get me. Yep. It, it, well, it didn't get me either. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how, I don't how well fair with you, but it didn't get me either. <laughs> uh, we weren't canceled. We I mean, were not. We weren't canceled. I don't know if we have a network or anything, but, you know, if we did. If we, we did, we wouldn't have been canceled. We would not have been canceled. No. There is an insurrection uh, on January 6th. That did not get us. It did not. It no. did not. I, I, I certainly wanted to get the, that guy's, like, uh, Viking horn hat. Uh, right. But, that uh, was a cool hat. Did you yeah, ever see, but, like, him without the hat? It's it's a very different persona. The hat yeah, makes all he, the difference. It's a whole different look. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> doesn't giving the Viking I'm taking over the Capitol look. No. No, not at all. It looks like the guy from Blockbuster. Yeah, that movie. That movie's not here right now, buddy. We rented them all. That's the, that's the vibe I got from him. Uh, the boat in the Suez Canal. Now it got stuck, but man, it did. But it didn't get us, dude. That caused so much money. Like, I, when, one of the things that happened in the last few years is I was working in that industry, and that cost something like four hundred million dollars an Ooh. hour. Yeah, man. An hour, not altogether. Forty million dollars. Forty million dollars an hour, and that boat was stuck for for several hours. Yeah, like <laughs> double digit hours. So. A lot of hours. I think yeah, the total like, the total cost was close to ten billion dollars. Yeah, I think for those who think they had it hard during the pandemic and lost a few dollars, might want to rethink their situation. Right. Uh, you right. Know now what? we have. What's that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. So now we have a standard for what a bad day at work looks like. Absolutely. Right? Like yes, no matter did. how bad your day was, you're not costing the company $400 million an hour and you can't see your mistake from space. Yeah. So was, just to keep things deep. in perspective. It was deep. What else didn't get us? 
Uh, let's see. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl and then also lost the Super Bowl. He sure did. And that <laughs> didn't get us. Didn't get us. Balls. Man. Now, I will say I was a little bit shocked and surprised the way he tossed that Lombardi trophy off, off the boat to the other boat. Look, man, but, he's good at throwing stuff. He's super accurate with the throwing arm. I think he's That's okay. true. Just can't really get Antonio Brown on the right page. Right. But, he wasn't so accurate recently. I tell you what, another thing that didn't get us. What's that? The thing that they want to pre- prevent COVID is the vaccines didn't get us. Vaccine didn't get us. Now, I got the vaccine. I got it three times. And it didn't get you? It didn't get me. Oh, I'm man. not sure it did anything. I don't know. But like I, people I, like would get it and they like, they were like dead to the world for three days afterwards, and I felt fine. I felt fine. Yeah. And I and I I'm worried that that means like that it didn't produce a huge immune response in me, so it's it not really didn't. effective. But it I also didn't, didn't get. COVID, you don't have a great so. immune producing. No, our immune system is not the best right now. Yeah. Well, I definitely got the vaccine as well uh, for different reasons. I am not sitting here preaching about be pro vaccine or pro not vaccine. It's a, certainly a personal choice, but I know one thing's for sure, two things for certain. It didn't get us right. Uh, the colonial pipeline hijacking. Nah, it didn't get it, us. It, it, it cut off the gas, but Slowed it didn't us get down us a little bit. Slow, yeah, just a little bit. I rode my bike some more. <laughs> I had my skateboard going. <laughs> I don't even own a skateboard. <laughs> What else didn't get us? Uh, that trucker convoy. We did not get stuck in a trucker convoy in Canada. No, we did not get stuck in that trucker convoy. Now, I nope. will tell you, I did try to cross into Canada because the medication there is extremely cheaper. Do you mean the Much Viagra? Cheaper. Is that what you're looking for? Man, the cost of Viagra, <laughs> the street value of Viagra, it went largely up. It just goes up. up. <laughs> it, it, just goes up. W- it just goes up all the time. And it's so uh, hard to get. No, wait. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets so hard. No, wait. Hold on. Yeah. I think Either we, way. I think didn't we get it. it. Didn't get it. Didn't get us. Uh, you know, on a, a really serious note, Bill Gates got divorced. He did. He did get divorced. And now him and his wife are the first and second richest people in the damn world. Man, he still has a lot of damn money. That's tough. Lose half your money and still be the richest person in the world. How do you do that? I, I don't know. If I knew, I wouldn't be talking on this podcast. Man, it's insane. It's insane. But the biggest thing... What's that? At the top of the list that did not get us is cancer. Cancer didn't We're get still us. Here. still here. Still here, man. Yep, still here, man. I, I, I'm sure quite a few folks that might listen or those that didn't listen for the first time. Uh, just so you know, I have multiple myeloma and this guy on the other side of me used to have something called whatever it was. What is it? Uh, it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, diffuse large B-cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. You can barely remember it. I know it's a long time. So I don't have that anymore though. All I have now is a receding hairline and a gut that's too big. That is probably (laughs) something that had nothing to do with the treatment. No, very little. Very little. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, still got the cancer, but it's, you know, not doing anything. Uh, and we're just so happy to be back on again to, uh, share some of our, I guess, sense of humor in such a dark place. As you well know, we created this show, uh, two years ago 
um, and it was designed to uh, put a light spin and bring some entertainment to a a disease or a, a like cancer or any cancer for that matter, but a, a disease that's pretty dark all the time. And essentially, we tried to make a show that when we were in a hospital, we wish we could have listened to. Yeah. I mean, ultimately. So with that being said, uh, what's been going on with you, Tim? Uh, tell us. Uh, oh, my gosh. I mean, there's there's a lot. Like one of the reasons that we didn't. But we don't have a lot of time. So I know. Right. So one right. of the reasons we didn't have uh, have any episodes that I got a, I got a job in 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 that shipping industry and it was it was difficult to get away. Um, OK. But that's just I mean, I don't do that anymore. So that's OK. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it's been a busy couple years. Like two of my kids moved out of the house. Uh, my two oldest have moved out of state even. Like, they're gone. They're long gone. Oh, wow. Um, which is nice because in March of so 2020. you still have a basketball team. I still have a basketball team. But in March okay, of 2020, everyone was home. Like, everybody okay. came home. And there is no room for all these people in my house. It was insane. Um, but they finally moved out. Like, my son, Sean, he finally moved into, he moved into a closet. He was so tired of living with his two little brothers. He moved into a closet. Like, our storage mm. closet. He couldn't take George it anymore. Yeah, um, that sounds like uh, I need to call like the Department of Child. Yeah, don't, no, no, no. He, he chose uh, okay. it willingly. I told him he shouldn't. Uh, like if Protective Services is listening, he doesn't live in the closet anymore. He now has a bedroom. All is well. We're good. A bedroom in uh, a closet. A bedroom. You call now, it a closet a bedroom now? No, no, no. It's a real bedroom, but oh, okay. it does the bedroom doesn't have a closet, but that's another story. Um so that's, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a hectic couple of years, man. But I, and, and then like all of the, like you and I were doing a lot of speaking stuff. I was scheduled to speak at Penn state a couple of times. You were doing some things. I remember right before all this hit, you were going to go speak at Penn state Hershey or Harrisburg. And uh, which is right by my, where my work was. And I was going to come visit you and we we're going to get dinner that day. Like Mario was St. Patrick's day, I think in 2020. And you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we can't mm -hmm. do it. Uh, we're, everything's shut down. And that was it then everything shut down and all yeah. the speaking stuff stopped all that, like everything just stopped. Support groups and everything. Everything went virtual. Like I'm so tired of zoom meetings. Oh my God. Yeah. No more zoom calls. But like, and now finally things are starting to, to open up again, you know, and, and, and things are starting to happen again, which is great. And one of the coolest things that I think ever happened to me was in September. No, not Yeah. September. I was um, I was flown out to California to Kite, to Kite Pharmaceuticals. That's the company that made the CAR-T that I got mm. to, to speak to the, the factory, the warehouse that made my dose. Like wow. They had this celebration. They, had, they were celebrating their 6,000th dose. So they, they wanted to have a, a ringer come out and talk, and no one else was available. So they were able to get me. <laughs> and um, – yeah, and I, I had to speak for, I spoke for, I don't know, probably half an hour, maybe less than half an hour, probably 15, 20 minutes, I guess. And like, it was, it's, it's a for a drug company, 15, right? 20 minutes, half an hour. Which well, one was it? It, it felt like an eternity. But okay, like, good. The, the drug company had to like approve my speech, right? Because it's a drug company, right? So like, they got to make sure that I'm not saying anything that's that's illegal or wrong or misleading. Like, I can't say that, like, I couldn't say like, CAR T is an excellent drug, and I think everyone should take it. Like, I can't say that kind of stuff, right? Because okay. in that scenario, it's like the uh, when you hear the drug commercials and they have all of the the lawyer speak and really fast talk at the end. 
Like, yeah. hey, are you I don't think those are lawyers. Drug? I think they're just like paid fast talkers. No, they're not lawyers, but the speak is lawyer. They're speaking <laughs> lawyer you. speak, right? So, and it's all like the stipulations. Like, this might be good for your depression, but it's going to give you anal leakage and diarrhea, and you're probably going to feel bad about that, and blah, 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 blah. And they, they throw all this stuff through. They found that that is not, um, that's not endearing for the drug companies, right? That doesn't inspire people to want to do this. But either way, they have to screen everything that I said. And okay. anytime I brought up anything about the drug, I had to say, of course, this is my experience. I'm not a doctor, you know, and you should speak to your healthcare professional. Like I always had to put that caveat in. So I really hammed it up. And there was a representative from the drug company there. And like, and I would say something like, you know, CAR-T was a great drug and I think it was wonderful. And I'd look over her and roll my eyes like, of course, this is my experience. Like, <laughs> Your mileage may vary. And like, is that okay? Wink, wink. And you're like, yeah, that's cool, Tim. You did good. But it was really neat. Like, there's this whole like room full of people that that know me on a molecular level. Yeah, right? that's like, pretty deep. That's wild. Like, how did that these feel? People, it felt crazy. Like, what do you wear to address a room full of people that saved your life? Wow. Like, how do you do that? So I went with thanks. khakis and a blue did shirt. You say thanks. I mean, I said thanks. I said thanks. <laughs> right? Like, I said, hey, this is great. Thank you. Did they have like masks on and stuff and like clean? Yeah, suit? there was masks and it was like everyone was sitting. So you just seen a bunch apart. of eyeballs and were thinking, yeah, eyeballs. I'm thinking, I think he's smiling, but I I can't really be sure. Um, <laughs> a lot of clapping. But, yeah, there's a lot of clapping. They told me right before I got up. They said, "Hey, the last it person like that a spoke." Presidential speech, right? Anyway, it was I'm just messing around. No. They said the last person that spoke was a stand-up comic. So have fun. Like, oh, oh. great! <laughs> Thanks a lot for throwing that at me. Like, right before I stand up. Um, but then I got done and like, Hey, the stand-up comic, she sucked. You were great. <laughs> like, well, that's awesome. You should have told me that earlier, but no, uh, that is, that's amazing, man. I, I, I couldn't imagine, uh, standing in front of what was the whole factory. There? It was the whole factory, right? So they have they a couple shut, days. They shut, so they, they shut, shut it down. down. Yeah. They shut so, it down for the day. So, they had a, like a so party they, in the parking lot. They bust the C-suite down from Santa Monica. Like all the CEO, CFO, all those guys were there. And, uh, Dude. You hear me talk about, you know, hey, I'm still here. I ain't, I ain't dead yet. But you're still here. I'm still here, and that, and, and it's your fault. You know, I'm not dead, I, I'm, and that's I'm because just of you. Thinking right now, how bittersweet that was. So, so you're speaking to the entire factory about how they saved your life. Yeah, you know, saved your life. Yeah. and they are not freaking working to make more doses so they can go save somebody else's There life. are still people working on that. And the thing about oh, the they, doses... Oh, so everybody yeah, okay. yeah the, the thing about the doses that is crazy is that, like, this is personalized medicine, right? This isn't a factory that makes aspirin, right? And they, so and they, 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 they make out, it like, to order. It, they, it's made to order. Like, this is your dose. Gotcha. And you get, you get one. Right, wow. you get one dose, and it's just for you. And then this rubber bag over here, that's Bob's dose. And this rubber bag over here, that's Monica's dose. You know, and this rubber bag over here is her dose and his dose. And each one is unique to that person. And they have to follow it through every step of the way to make sure there's no contamination, to make sure there's no full uh, mold or fungus or uh, or bacteria. Yeah, that probably sure wouldn't be clean. good. Like it's it was crazy, and all of the different steps it had to go through to get from, you know, those, that Ziploc bag full of cells it took out of me to turn it into the millions, hundreds of millions of T cells that they put back is it's mine. It's like, it really is like science fiction. Man, that's cool, man. 
I, I mean, I'm glad you got an opportunity to, uh, I mean, what a cool experience to, to go to the factory where, like you said, where, where they produced the drug yeah. that has uh, saved your life. And, uh, you know, a lot of people surreal. don't get to do that. No, yeah. I mean, nobody, yeah. and, and thank God, like that, no, that not many people have the opportunity to address a room full of people that saved their life. Like no one should need a room full of people to save their life. Yeah, you know, that's like, not like, that's thank not something God, we would like to that's promote. it, right? Like, but what a what a unique opportunity, and uh, and, and something that I'll never forget. So that was that was a really cool thing that happened in in the midst of all of this bad stuff that didn't get us. There's still some cool stuff that happened. Awesome, man. So, awesome. oh yeah, what what was the highlight of your last couple of years? What was a good thing that happened to you, my friend? Uh. I, I would be, I may be perfectly transparent with you. I am still here. You know, my, my cancer is not cured. So, you know, it's circling the airport, you know, and right. God is just saying, Hey, not going to land yet. Uh, so I, you know, I, I mean, that portion of it is certainly always the highlight that I'm still, you know, ticking, but um, there's a lot of different things that went on that I can't, re, you know, just bring to memory or recall right from my small memory banks right now. But currently, I've, and even before then, I've been doing a lot of work, like you said, with the LLS via uh, Zoom, uh, via um, Zoom. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and also then, Zoom. And then um, maybe a little bit more Zoom. And it, but it's been cool because if you didn't have the Zoom you know, I'm not quite sure where I would be from a you know mental standpoint because, as I've always said, it's been very therapeutic to do these events. Uh, but something that's coming up currently because of all that work that was put in early is uh, a, an event that they're having um, or I'm participating in, and this actually was it's a two part uh, it's a two part event, and I'm the second part. Okay. Um, because it's a two-part event. Right. Uh, and the first part, it was more like doctors and people, the drug companies, and they talking all that, you know, scientific logo, blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, the second part is a panel of four. Uh, and the topic is the conversations about the racial disparities in cancer care. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. So, so... Yeah, what is the racial disparity in cancer care? Well, my good white friend, I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I am no, very I, white. Uh, you know, it. so LLS has what they call the myeloma link, and it does have a, a lot of cool things on there. Um, it's, you know, it's connecting African-American communities to, to information. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know this particular cancer that I have is, uh, you know, African-Americans are more susceptible to get it. Uh, I don't know exactly. That they got different and different research papers you read, but mostly say two to one uh, when it comes to African-American as opposed to uh, Caucasian folk. Why is that? Uh, Do they ever figure out what, what the reason is behind that? That's odd. Yeah. You know, they haven't figured out the reason, just like they don't know why people get multiple myeloma. Uh, but, I, you know, they're trying to figure it out. Uh, the point is, is it does exist. And we have a great panel, man. Like, it, it, I'm so honored about this panel. It's, it's me speaking as me. 
uh, as a multiple myeloma <laughs> survivor. I'm glad you're not speaking as me. Yeah, as a multiple myeloma survivor. Uh, another gentleman by uh, uh, by the name of uh, Byron Daly. Uh, he's a, a national um, community outreach manager uh, for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. He actually was, you know, a, a myeloma survivor like myself. And then they hired him. You know, that's great. And yeah. They sure didn't hire me. And I've been doing a whole lot of damn work. But the <laughs> point is, uh, this event is happening on March 23rd from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can go register. They got a QR code on the uh, LLS website, multiple myeloma link. And then there's two uh, awesome, awesome women, African-American women. Uh, one is uh, Armenta uh, Washington, and she's one. She's a senior research coordinator uh, and a senior, uh, let me make sure I get her title correct. It's Senior Research Coordinator uh, at uh, Amberson Cancer Center. Senior Amber Abraham Abraham. Did I say that right? Aberson. I don't know. I don't know, but Aberson Cancer Center. And so she has a lot of great knowledge, a lot of programs going on to help uh, the African American community, not just with uh, dealing with cancer, but you know, COVID. Uh, vaccines, getting them, you know, food, things of that nature, and, uh, and um, what I would call disadvantaged communities. Okay. But the cool thing is we have uh, Dr. Edith Mitchell uh, on the panel. And if you don't know who Dr. Edith Mitchell is- I do is, not know who Dr. Edith Mitchell is. Can you please tell me? I, I, well, I, I think I can, my friend. <laughs> did, uh, I, did I tee that up for you well? I tried. Yeah, I, I think you key that up very well. Well, to understand, you, you probably should Google her, you know, but I'll try to give you the skinny version of who she is. She, uh, she was born in 1948, so that's quite a bit of time before me. Uh, she was a, and I hope I pronounced, pronounced this correctly, a brigadier. She was a brigadier general of the United States Air Force and an oncologist, overachiever. Man, that's a lot. Uh, she, she is a clinical professor of medicine and medical oncology at Thomas Jefferson University, overachiever. <laughs> uh, and in 2015, she became the president of the National Medical Association, overachiever. And just, uh, I think, not so long ago, if I'm not not mistaken, uh, she was selected as one of the 28 cancer experts to sit on Vice President Joe Biden's Cancer Moonshot Initiative panel and elected vice chair of the Cobb Board of Directors. Uh, the, The woman is like a superstar. She's a rock yeah. star of, of, of cancer. I had the honor of speaking with her, uh, as we did a prep zoom call, all of us. And, um, she talked about her journey. She said when she was three years old, I don't want to butcher this story, but I think I remember very clearly. She said she was, she's been fighting cancer for, since she was three years old. Oh God. Uh, 
she uh, no, sorry. she didn't have cancer, man. Let oh. me finish the story. Okay, so I thought you said she was a three-year-old that had cancer. Okay. No, I said since three years old, she's been fighting cancer. But let me finish the story. Okay, okay. sorry. I, I apologize. So, I jumped in that the gun. era. The doctor came like to your house. You know, he had that little, you know, black bag. It wasn't a coach bag. It was like, you know, like a lunchbox. Oh and yeah, so, I remember my my grandfather used to come to my house with that black bag, whenever he had to give me shots. He was a doctor. He wasn't like he wasn't a weirdo. He was a doctor. Oh, okay. And, I was say, that sounds weird. <laughs> and so whenever he came, it was like my mom would say, "Black bag or no black bag?" Like, "No black bag, Timmy. It's okay." Gotcha. So that means he wasn't going to give me a shot that day. He was just visiting. Well, this guy was coming to actually do some medical work, and she tells the story and says, "You know, she sees this prestigious gentleman come in with this, you know, this black bag, and he opens it up with his equipment and." You know, and it's just helping people. And she said, you know, Daddy, when I want to grow up or when I grow up, I, I want to be a doctor. And man, to have the foresight at three, I think at three, I don't even know if I was talking correctly, let yeah, alone I, talking about being a doctor. Probably yeah. just got potty trained, but not her. Nope. She had made up her mind. And from that uh, uh, moment forward, uh, she went into kind of more of like... Uh, in the cancers of uh, breast cancer, obviously, uh, I would say gastric cancers, like stomach cancers, things of that nature. But she's always, as she stated, had an interest in blood cancer, specifically multiple myeloma. So it's pretty cool to meet her and for her to say to me, man, you have a great story. I can't wait to work with you. I mean, this lady's hung around a president. I think that's pretty cool. So. That is pretty cool, man. I, you know, I'm really excited about doing the, uh, it's going to be a podcast uh, for an hour and a half. And uh, they put out ads in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, they're putting it all over the internet. I guess I just put out an ad. I, I don't know how many people might be listening. But <laughs> it's supposed to be a really, you know, big thing. And I'm really excited to do it, especially, you know, understanding over the two years, getting more understanding about my disease and the different treatments. Um, and uh, I just think it's really cool. And so that's what I've been doing. And the kids are great. Uh, one of them lives in San Antonio now. My two boys are just being two boys and they're doing good <laughs> too. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I would have to say uh, I'm pretty excited about that. And one of the other things that I think is uh, a pretty dope when you, when you mentioned about your situation, you know, mm -hmm. you said you went to kite and I know there's a couple different pharmaceutical companies that are, you know, producing a CAR T type medicine. Yeah. Um, but last year, I think you text me out of the clear blue, if I'm not mistaken. I probably said, Oh yeah, we got to record what's going on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, you did say that. I said but, that a couple times. But CAR-T last year, the FDA just approved it uh, to be treated or, or just approved the therapy for multiple myeloma. I know. I got all excited. Like, dude, are you going to get my stuff? It sucks, but it works. Right. Are you going to get it? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's definitely promising, a very promising thing. I remember when... I was first diagnosed and talking to the stem cell uh, transplant doctor. Uh, his statement to me was, hey, man, 
We're just trying to get you to live long enough for the technology to catch up with the disease. And I'm thinking, hey, I might just make it. Right. Uh, so I don't know if you want to break it down. A lot of people might not know what the CAR T therapy is. Uh, would you care to share that with them uh, and give them sort of the short version? Yeah, sure. So there's there is a bunch of different companies that make a similar thing. It's it's kind of like you know there's Coke and there's Pepsi, right? And and they both kind of work. And pe people have preferences over one or the other for no good reason, but they're both going to you know get the job done. Um, but CAR T is a lot like that. So CAR T is the is the cola, and then like Kite Pharmaceuticals makes Yescarta. That's the that's the, the the Pepsi Cola version that I got, and then uh, GlaxoSmithKline, I think, or some of the other drug companies, um, uh, Bristol Myers Squibb, Squibb, make another one. Um, but it's the same general principle. And what they do is they extract you know, extract those those T cells, which are part of your white blood cells, part of your immune system. Uh, they extract them from your body. They do it through a, a process called phoresis, where they uh, they they for me anyway, and I get, I'm not a doctor and your mileage may vary, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but, <laughs> eye roll, heavy eye roll. Um, they put what I would only describe as a disturbingly large straw into my jugular vein. Like it's huge. It's a huge, big drinking straw sized needle. And they extract a lot of blood and it comes out and they put it in a machine and it spins it around and it, it turns into essentially what looks like Neapolitan ice cream, right? There's, there's brown, there's pink and there's white. And they just wanted the white level in the middle. So they would then filter out the white stuff and then put the brown and the pink back in, right? Um, and then they ship it off to California. And then at this factory that I was at, they would, they would grow it. They put it in this, in this pink goop that is like, you know, T-cell food. And they expand it and grow the, the couple million cells that I donated and turn into a couple billion cells. And then they use several different um, uh, techniques to to train these, essentially train these up to, uh, to attack the, the cancer that I had. That the, yeah, the, they, the ge they genetically had. Genetically modify it. Yeah, yeah, they genetically they gen modify it. Genetically engineer it. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And then they pump it back into you. Um, and then those cells go after it. They go to it. And, um, and the idea is that, you know, they kill whatever cancers are there. It doesn't work so far. Uh, they found it doesn't work on solid tumors, but it does work on blood cancers. It does work on lymphoma like I had. Now they're looking at including it in multiple myeloma treatment like you have. You said you're not quite there yet for it, but hopefully in the future when this becomes more of a, you know, an over-the-counter standard, you know, first or second line of defense instead of what it is now, which is like second or third line of defense, um, usually to get CAR-T, you have to have had failed the other options. Like there's only so many rungs on a ladder. Like when you go to a, an oncologist and they say, Hey, you have this disease. They pull out a spreadsheet, right? And it's, it's a flow chart. These are the treatment options that you have. And all the oncologists and every cancer doctor in the world follow the same ones for the first couple of steps. And then stuff starts to get interesting, right? It's hmm. like, you know, if this works, cool. Right. Then right. you don't have cancer anymore. Done. Did this work? No. Okay, great. Right. What's now with this? Did that work? Yes. Cool. You don't have cancer anymore. Did this work? No. Okay. Well now we've got this, right? And now you get into like the clinical trials and the experimental stuff and, you know, fly to Germany or Israel or something like that, or go to Mexico and, 
Yeah, and get their special treatments. <laughs> like that, going to get a, 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 you know, you can't afford a boob job in the United States. <laughs> and we'll talk about those in another episode. That's an interesting yeah, topic. Yeah, that's great. But uh, that's but, a whole other conversation. But, but I, I wanted to interject r- real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To your point, you know, the thing, and this also it, uh, goes along with what I was explaining that uh, podcasts I'm, that I'm going to be doing. It's also about the disparity of, um, healthcare, uh, as far as the quality of healthcare between African Americans inside the hospital healthcare, uh, healthcare field. And the crazy thing about CAR T is, is that, uh, you know, with people with myeloma, and I'm sure it was with you as, as well, but you had reached, you had met all the requirements, but what you need to understand about CAR T is it's super expensive. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Now, when somebody's life's on the line, I, you know, I'm not personally caring about how much something costs. Uh, but as far as um, myeloma is concerned, in order to get it, you know, there needs to be a refractory, but or basically resistance to treatments right. or a relapse that came back after being treatment. So to make it very short and not get too technical, you kind of have to go through every treatment possible and kind of be on death's door yeah, in order to receive this car t and i just feel like that's that's pretty that sucks pretty bad you know i mean i think you should be able to you know get it if it's going to save somebody's life whether you are on death door or you're in stage one however uh what i do know is stem cells stem cell transplants started the same way and i believe car t will be at that same point at some point in its journey where it's now more an elective uh, procedure or therapy that you're signing up for, as opposed to uh, being uh, uh, reactive because you're on death's door. Right. I, and, I'll let you continue. Of, Sorry about that. Part of the reason that, that CAR-T is not the first line of defense uh, is, is because the, the FDA hasn't approved it for that yet. Right? Like it hasn't, it hasn't got those approvals. And when I was in California, they were excited because it was, and I, I haven't followed up with them yet, but it was about to become the second line, right? So it was moving up the ladder in what the next, so instead of a bone marrow transplant, you get CAR T there's, there's process you have to go through. And, and on one hand, they are very frustrating and very slow, right? But on the other hand, if you cut those processes down, right? The wind that'll blow through there will be devastating, right? The stuff that'll get through that's just, just plain snake oil, mm-hmm. right? Without those, those frustratingly slow, but necessary steps to go through. Yeah. It, it, it does protect us from a lot of other crap that could get through. Like I was just, I was just in a, on jury duty a couple of days ago, last week. And, um, what I walked away with was the idea that, that, that justice is, is fair, but it is not fast, right? Like the whole process was very inefficient, but the goal of the day was not to efficiently process this case. It was to fairly process this case, right? Like the goal wasn't to get to a verdict. What kind of court was you in? It was was federal court. Uh, I actually wasn't chosen for the jury. That's a whole other story. But the point was that the goal wasn't to get to a verdict as fast as possible. Yeah. Right. Okay. The goal was to get to the correct verdict. Now, I, I feel I, I would probably use a different analogy, but I do understand where probably. you're coming from. Yeah. So but but then there's other stuff that comes up with the CAR-T, too. And this is something I, I sent you this article, too, that that like there's 
there's bias in the media too. They kind of push things one way or the other. And you see articles that come across. And every time this, this article pops up, I'll get alerts on Facebook and people text it to me about the first couple of people that got CAR-T way back in 2000. Mm-hmm. You know, 1996 and 2000, these two guys got it. They had uh, uh, chronic lympho- uh, lymphocytic leukemia, CLL, right? And they're still kicking. Well, one guy's kicking. The other guy, COVID, COVID got him. But until then, mm. he was kicking. And what they found was that his T cells, those T cells that are put in, are persistent. That they've ah. stuck around, right? That they've these T cells got into your body, and they didn't just. Okay, it wasn't a finite number. They multiplied in these dudes' bodies. So they became like gang fighting. members in there. They became like a gang member, right? There was like a rival gang, and they yeah. stuck around. T cells, the T cells, the T cells, and um. That should be raise my street your, name. Raise your white cells, fool. <laughs> no, that should be my street name, T cell. <laughs> that's better no, than what I, it used and, to be. I, and, my and gang I, name I, used to be Teaspoon. And that's, yeah, that's not I'm as not good. trying to make light of it. <laughs> but the point is, you know, like I said, it, it, it is definitely a therapy that they are still trying to perfect and they're getting very good at it. Yeah. And the ideal um, for the future is at least when it comes to blood cancers and incurable ones, uh, is to treat all blood cancers with the same therapy by just sending, extracting your T cells, programming them to attack your particular cancer, put it back in your body, and that's what it does. Right. And skip the chemo. Skip the skip chemo. Skip all that. Because yeah. chemo sucks. Zero Super- out of five stars would not recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this it's is awful. Definitely, this is definitely uh, Airbnb. I don't want to go back to it. Right. Bad Yelp review. Very, yeah. very strongly worded letter to the management about chemo. Right, but but the thing too about the persistence that I, I don't want to miss this, I don't want to bury the lead. That um, the article is true in these particular cases; those guys' T cells were persistent. However, and I talked to my oncologist about it. I said, "Hey, this is really cool. Are my stuff going to stick around?" He's like, "No, it's not." And here's why: right, the people that got treated for chronic lymphatic uh, lymphocytic leukemia with CAR T, the results were so abysmal they stopped. Like it just didn't work for them. Right. So these guys are the outliers. These guys are the the weirdos. These are the statistical yeah, these outliers. These are rare breed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are the ones these that the skew anomalies. the numbers. These are the anomalies that mm-hmm. make good news, but don't make good science. Man, that's deep. You know, I, we could go on for for days we and could, days. We're, but we should. <laughs> but we uh, we're getting to the end of the show. Uh, we're very excited. Uh, we'll, we're definitely going to let you know that we are back in the house. We will continue to do episodes. We decided to shorten the episodes to kind of make it easier, you know, on the ears to listen to. But yeah. before we close, you know, just want to say that we are not doctors. No, not at all. We I haven't just, even stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. Like not, not I even. Should, Holiday Inn. <laughs> and I, and I don't know if I would be able to stay there and come out with this information. But we definitely do our research, uh, and we just uh, would like to pass out information that could be helpful. Uh, I would say, always, always be your own advocate to your own uh, health. No, yeah. if you don't have cancer, just be an advocate right. for yourself. If you can avoid getting cancer, you should do that. Exactly. And then also, you know, just go to the doctors and, and, and let them tell you if something's 
wrong or not. Don't try to be a hero and think yeah. you've got all the answers. And please stop listening to all the experts on Facebook and every other social media network. Oh my God, they're just as wrong about everything about cancers there, about everything else. But uh, with that being said, uh, we love you. We'll be back, and we hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Oates. Yeah. I'm Tim, and look us up. Find us on social media. We still are on Facebook. Uh, I think we have an Instagram page. You can email yep. us at uh, dyinglaughingpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your stories, right? If you got an interesting story, we want to hear it. Let's talk to you. Maybe we'll get you on the show. Like, we can have some fun with this. Um, so let us know. Let us know you're listening, and, and uh, we will be back soon. A week? Yeah, I don't want to promise a week, but yeah, let's I think shoot you're for a week. Yeah, yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> It'll be less than two years. It'll be less than two years for sure. But it has been a pleasure. Hope you like the show. And see you later. See you. Love you. Love you, brother. Till the Aww. cure. Till the cure, buddy. Talk to you soon. Bye.